Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors on the mic with you. Sneaking in here just a touch early. It's Friday. Uh, we are rolling downhill towards the weekend. We're almost there. And it's a long weekend for at least most of us. I hope you get to spend some relaxing time with your family this weekend. I'd encourage you, even though it's a holiday weekend, find yourself in the presence of good company corporately worshiping the Lord this weekend. Amen. Don't let go of Sunday just because it's a holiday weekend. Uh, there ain't no holidays in the Christian life. We we take a day off and we're liable to get attacked. So jump in, get in there head first and let God move you this weekend. Amen. I want to share a message with you that actually was kind of sparked by uh, a, a Twitter tweet, whatever you want to call them things. I'm not real good at that stuff. Uh, by Pastor Jim Cimbala. And it, and it prompted me to kind of revisit a subject that I've talked about before, but we're going we're gonna to look at it in a little bit different way. Today's title is Yield, A Sign Worth Understanding. Now see, in my little rant that I've done in the past, I don't think most of us understand what a yield sign means anymore. Uh, there's yield signs as you come onto a highway or you're coming down an exit ramp or something and you're merging into traffic. And not all, but most entry ramps have a yield sign. And I really don't think we have a grip on what that is anymore. Because of this entitled nature that we tend to live under, this self-centeredness, this selfishness, yield no longer has a place in a lot of us. And I really think it's something we need to pay attention to because as many American words today, and not just American words, but others, we talked about one just recently about fear. The Hebrew word for fear has multiple, multiple meanings in the way that it's used. Uh, and so does this word yield. There's all kinds of definitions when you look at the word yield. An, an actual crop yields a harvest, but that's not what I want to look at. What I want to look at is what that yield sign kind of looks at. What does it mean? What does a yield sign actually say? And by definition, at least in the sense of a roadway yield sign, it means to give the right of way to other traffic. In other words, you don't have the right of way. You are to yield to the others. You're to, you're to give up your right and wait your turn. If you understand what that means. And again, like I said, in today's society, I don't think we have a full grip of what that means anymore. I've been in Missouri. These guys got roundabouts. You ever been through a roundabout? I call it the demonic circle. It has absolutely no purpose in my mind. I understand what they're for to keep traffic flowing. But man, in today's environment, in today's atmosphere of selfishness, that's a dangerous place to find yourself because there ain't nobody looking out for you. You better daggum well approach that with some caution and you better understand what it means to yield or you're going to wind up in a wreck, in a mess, or not on the right road. You're going to have to take another road. I've seen that happen too. Anyway, Pastor Jim Cimbala wrote this. When we ask for the Lord's direction in a particular situation, we have to come with our own will surrendered, not with our mind already made up about what we want to do. To hear from God, we have to be open and we have to be yielded to him. 
Now, we understand what that word will means. I really want you to catch that because uh, when, when we talk about God's will, it's God's choice for us, his direction for us. That's what God's will is. So when we come to the Lord looking for direction, seeking him about a particular situation or circumstance we're in, we've got to come with our choice, with our directions, with our wants surrendered. Not with our mind already made up about what we want the answer to be. Because if we come with it in that fashion, we're not going to hear from the Lord. We're not going to hear clearly where he wants us to be and what he has intended for us. We have to be open and we have to be yielded. We have to give way our right and follow the will of the Lord. So how do we yield to God? What does it mean to be open and yielded to him as Jim, Pastor Jim Zimbala writes? Although there's no real specific verse in the Bible about yielding to the Spirit, the idea is present in multiple scriptures. Romans chapter 6:13 speaks of being yielded to God. It says this, "Do not be or do not go on offering members of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God in a decisive act as those alive raised from the dead to new life, and your members all of of your abilities sanctified, set apart as instruments of righteousness, yielded to God. In other words, you're giving God access, not your way, but we're, we're allowing God's way to be handled here. Romans chapter 6 verse 19 says of yielding our bodies as servants of righteousness unto holiness. We're to yield our bodies as servants of righteousness unto holiness. To yield is to give something up or give way to a demand of some sort. A person yielded to the Spirit will surrender to the Spirit's will, to the Spirit's choice, to the Spirit's direction, and submit to His authority, the Spirit's authority. Scripture mentions walking in the Spirit, following His lead and living in cooperation with His plan. Scripture also mentions being filled with the Spirit being fully surrendered to him and functioning in his power and his freedom. Both walking in and being filled with the Spirit necessitates yielding to his control. It's giving up our control, yielding to his control. Yielding to the Spirit finds its opposite in grieving him. Ephesians chapter 4.30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. So, so don't grieve the Spirit by doing your thing. Be yielded to God. Seek to please Him by whom we're sealed and marked, branded as God's own. Don't quench the Spirit. First Thessalonians 5.19 do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You understand what quenching means? How do you quench a fire? You douse it with water. You put out the fire. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. Don't quench the Spirit's fire or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Be yielded to Him. Don't resist Him. Acts chapter 7, verse 51. You stiff-necked and stubborn people uncircumcised in heart and ears. You are always actively resisting the Holy Spirit. You are doing just as your fathers had done. So this is looking back in history. 
Don't don't do what others have done in resisting the, the Spirit of God. Yield yourself to Him. Allow His way, not your way. Those who are yielded to the Holy Spirit will not be doing that which offends Him. They will not dampen His influence in their hearts, and they won't oppose His will. Some good examples of believers yielding to the Holy Spirit are found in the book of Acts. The believers gathered in a house in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost where they're in obedience to the risen Lord's command. Luke 24, 49 says, Stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. That power came in the person of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, 4. It says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. These disciples yielded to the Spirit proclaimed the gospel to the multitudes, and it's literally where the church began. It began because of a yielded spirit to God. The first foray in in foreign missions began when the church in Syrian Antioch was worshiping the Lord and fasting, and the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. That's Acts 13.2. In in 13.3, it says, Yielding to the Spirit, the church fasted and prayed placed their hands on them, and sent them off. They sent them out to do the work of the Lord. On the second missionary journey, Paul and his companions, Silas and Timothy, were traveling through Asia Minor preaching the gospel. What it says in Acts chapter 16, verse 68, it says, But then the Spirit began to redirect them. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of uh, Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of, of Mysia and tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to, so they passed by Mysia and went down to Tros. That night in Tros, Paul had a vision that guided the missions, the missionaries to Macedonia. The gospel was brought to Europe because Paul and his companions yielded to the voice of the Spirit. They yielded to the direction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would have us give thanks in all circumstances in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, to do good works in 1 Peter 2.15, and to be sanctified, avoiding sexual immorality in 1 Thessalonians 4.3. The Spirit desires that we count ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. Romans chapter 6.11, even so consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship uh, to it broken but alive to God in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. He desires us to know the love of Christ. Ephesians 3, chapter, eight, or verse, chapter 3, verse 18 through 19 says, Be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width and the length and the height and depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing endless love. And that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled up throughout your being to all, to all the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself. And be conformed to the image of Christ. We're, we're to be conform, the Holy Spirit says we're to be conformed to the image of Christ. And the only way that comes is by yielding to his spirit. Romans 8, 29 says, For those whom he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, 
he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son and ultimately share in his complete satisfaction and sanctification so that he would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored among many believers. He wants those who trust in Christ to be assured that they are God's own children. Romans 8, 16, the Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us that we, believers, are children of God. As we yield to the Spirit, allowing him full control of our lives, we will see the fruit of the Spirit being produced in us. What is that fruit? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 24 says, But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us, this is very important, the result of of his presence within us. If the Holy Spirit isn't in us, we're not going to have these fruits of his spirit. But the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence in us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and its appetites. In doing so, we can look forward to a harvest of righteousness and peace. Hebrews chapter 12, 11 says, For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems sad and painful. Discipline often seems sad and painful, doesn't it? Yet to those who have been trained by discipline, Afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness, right standing with God and a lifestyle and attitude that seeks conformity to God's will and to God's purpose. The only way that comes is by being yielded to the Spirit of God. So I would ask you again, what does a yield sign mean to you now? I I pray that this message will stir your inner heart. Every time you see a yield sign from this point on, and I pray you're looking for them because you need to be, it's worth a, it's, a yield is a sign worth understanding, just like the message title. Pay attention to that. But more than anything, when you see that yield sign, think of this message, what it means to be yielded to Christ, giving Him way in our life, putting ourself aside, our self-ambitions our direction, our wants, our desires, and yield them to what Christ wants for us, the direction God has for us, the plan that he wants to put in motion in our lives. And as we yield our spirits to him, he unleashes the promises of God all through us, all around us, and all for us. Amen. Yielding to the body of Christ, yielding to the spirit of God, allowing him to lead us in all things. Amen. Whew, that's a good message. Again, when you ask the Lord's directions, what Jim Simzala said, in a particular situation, we have to come with our will surrendered, not with our mind already made up about what we want to do. To hear from God, we have to be open and we have to be yielded to him. Following the Lord requires us to yield our ways to God's ways. Amen. Ron and I love you. We thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support financially. Thank you for your prayer support. We covet both of those. Uh, if you want to give financially, all of our giving links are on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. Uh, there's a, a simple give app there. There's a PayPal link there to our, our PayPal giving fund. Uh, both of those go directly into our account. 
all of the funding that comes into to Living Light Outdoors is used ministerially. Uh, right now, we don't really take a salary, but there's not enough there to take from for a salary. I, I, I pray that we get to that place so that we're uh, considered more full-time in the missions work that we do. But right now, we take that monies and we use it to invest uh, we invest in other ministries. We invest in other ministers. Uh, we use it to help someone who's in trouble. Uh, we use it to, to just send to, to anyone who has need. We're just simply flowing it through here. So thank you for all your support. It allows us to, to function. Um, I have funded this ministry for years out of my own pocket. Thankfully for you as supporters, I don't have to do that as much anymore. And it allows us to be a little freer in our spending and what we can do and how much we have to, uh, how much we have to work <laughs> uh, to, to earn. So thankful for God's blessing. So thankful for him using uh, people like you, friends, uh, fellow missionaries, fellow ministries support us. We're so thankful and we're praying that in the, in the connection that we've made with all of you, that God has his hand in your life as well. We do believe that as you give, in the same measure in which you give, he'll give back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over, be poured right into your lap. And it'll be poured into your lap by men, is what one version of the Bible says. Rhonda loves that version. God bless you. Thank you so much for your prayer support. Thank you for your friendship, your relationship with us. Share these messages with anyone that you encounter. Amen. God bless you. We will talk to you again real soon.